Blog Talk Radio. Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free just Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Process 319 with Dawn Marie. I am so excited to be with you guys this morning, and I hope you enjoyed last week's show. We did a a rebroadcast of awesome Pastor Melva Henderson. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, I really encourage you to go back and uh, take a listen. She really encouraged our hearts and really how to grow in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But today we are finishing up. We are coming back again with capitalism, socialism, and the kingdom. And as you know, my guest is none other than Gerald Borsico. Um, And we're going to really jump in there this morning. And I'm going to give him the floor this morning because, see, what you guys don't know, is when we did this show a few weeks ago, he really didn't let loose. I mean, he really was trying to be tame and be a good husband and not maybe hurt my feelings. But I said, no, 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 we have to have, we have to really give the people the information. And my husband, Gerald Borsico, really is a wealth of information. Don't always agree with him, mostly not, but... His, his information has done a lot for me, and I really hope that it does something for you. It, it, it stirs you to look things up, to get involved, and really to become knowledgeable about not only the candidates, but to become knowledgeable about, you know, what is this democratic socialism? What is Republican? What is Democrat? Reading their statements, you know, and what they believe. Um Reading what liberalism is and conservative and progressive, and I'm going to go into some of those definitions this morning, but I really want to give Mr. Borsico a few minutes to really kind of uh, share what he really didn't share last time or what he held back on. Gerald, I want you to jump in there again and and really kind of uh, elaborate or share with the people you felt you held back on last time. Okay. Well, the, the, the main focus of, 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 I think, why we did this uh, series is to um, express the fact that in, in capitalism today, we, we have what, what I would call a certain degree of heartlessness um, motivated, motivated at its core 
by the love of money, by greed. And we see this taking place uh, in the workplace. We see this taking place with uh, companies like Walmart and uh, organizations like McDonald's and, and this whole battle for the minimum wage. And uh, people say, oh, well, that kind of job, you aren't meant to make a, 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 a real salary with a, a job like Walmart or a job like McDonald's. But I would say to you that the economy today has eliminated all of the higher-paying jobs and shipped them overseas. And that's due to what I call crony capitalism. But, but what I would you know, call that capitalism I driven by I mean, greed. I mean, and I evil. understand. Let's add that too. Okay, well, look, you know, you and your evil, you know, you know what I think is evil. But, but Gerald, here's the thing. I do understand, you know, what you say that a lot of the jobs have gone over. I'm sorry. I'm one of those ones that do not believe that McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell was meant for someone to, for someone to come in um, $10 an hour. It, I mean, it, it's just, in my opinion, it is ludicrous. When, we, when you and I were growing up, those jobs were for mainly High school students on their first job. It was a right. good first, when, a good solid. Up, wait a minute, wait a minute. Up. Yeah, wait. It was a good solid first job, and it was never meant to pay your you know, to pay your rent and to raise your three and four children. It was never meant. But let's also Things look at this because what you're talking about, there's I, I feel there's a, a a line of demarcation that we need to draw. First of all. The family unit has changed, okay? You had people that, you had families, you had families intact. This is what I know. Now, I haven't pulled any great statistics, but I can. Um, you had a family was intact. You had a mother and a father in the home. So even if you had two families working, they were working in the home together. But now we know we have a large population of single-parent households. That's number one. We also lived in a nation where going to school, going to college was major, was major. You know, it was mm. something that you that you aspired to do. I don't care what color you were, what race, I don't care. It's what you inspired to do. Now, let and I know that you know this. So before you go into this old capitalism, you know, is the devil and evil kind oh, well, of Well, I got more. I got more. Since, oh, I since, know you, you know, have you more. I, I held That's back. I got way more for you. I, got I know you do. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I can rein you in. You, you're not. You, I can rein you in. But let's talk about this, Gerald. When you and I were younger and before, so we're looking at 30 years ago, uh, almost 35 years ago, and maybe a little longer. We lived in a much different nation. We lived more in an industrial nation, a blue-collar nation, where American Motors, where my father was big, American uh, utility companies, American Motors, GM, Chrysler. All these companies were huge, where, where you could go and graduate high school on Monday, uh, on Friday, 
And before you graduated high school, it was already known that you were going to go to GM and work there for 30 years, retire with a gold watch and a pension. I remember um, when, right before I graduated, a, a friend of mine um, went to work for one of the major utilities. So she made work for the phone company. She was making really good money, really, 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 really good money, okay? And she retired with 25 years, and I don't think she was, she was barely 40 when she finally retired. But she was making, uh, you know, $18, $19 an hour in, in 1983, somewhere in that ball range. We don't pay that anymore. We don't need folks like that anymore. We don't. We have the deregulation of the phone company, so now we have Time Warner in it, Cox Cable in it, and then you have the, the you had the breakdown of the unions. Now, folks don't want to hear me say that five letter word, but I said it out loud. So there's a number of Union, factors, and, uh, 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 which is also which is also a capitalist idea. It may be, but here's what we've done also, because to me, I see it all in one big pot. I don't, I mean, I know that everything has this different, uh, it's, it's line, it's vein. So let's look at one. Number one, the, the breakdown of the family. Number two, the education. Number three, we've moved from a blue, a blue collar industrial type society to a very um, uh, uh techie society, intellectual property society. Um, now it's not so much what you can do with your hands, but can you think? So now what we found out is these kids going to high school, they can't add or subtract. Let the calculator break at McDonald's, Burger King, and Taco Bell. They will look at you cross-eyed trying to give you a change back because they don't know how to add yeah. or subtract. Do, do you okay. know? And, 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 you know, and oh, by the way, and oh, by, by the way, and, and and a lot of the um, immigrants, nothing against them, also come in and get okay. some of these jobs. And okay. and there's a and lot of there's discrimination that goes on there. So how okay, do you? Can I get... Yes, you can. I'm gonna give it to you. This is the question I want you to ask. So before you throw capitalism under the bus, how do you? encourage people to shift with the times so that they can now compete for the jobs that pay more money. You see, the, that's the, this is the problem. You see, the, the, the capitalist model is that you move in in the neighborhood where the people live and you live with the people, as long as it's profitable for you, you're going to stay. But as soon as it's no longer profitable, you leave. And that's exactly what they did. They left. They went to China. They went to, why? to India. Why? You see? And, and why because, of globalist, because of globalist neoliberal thinking, you see, you go where it's cheapest. You go where the wage is cheapest. You, you don't even have any concern for the worker. And the reason why I say it's ungodly, and the reason why I say it's ungodly is read James 5. Read James 5 and tell me where you see in the workplace today where this is happening. 
tell me. I'm going to read this verse. I'm going to read this verse from James 5, and you tell me where you see this. It says, now listen, James 5, verse 1. Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in these last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. Then it goes on to say, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. So he's talking to the brethren after he rebukes the wealthy. Hello? Oh, I'm definitely here. But here's the thing. I understand what you're saying. But is he un... Because... We can't just go into scripture, Gerald, and just grab something out. We just can't. I'm There's not a grabbing. mindset. That's, that's, yes, you, yes, you are. And here's clear. why. He, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with being wealthy. So, first of all, you must make that clarification. There's nothing wrong. I, there's I never no said there's sin. anything wrong with being wealthy. The way you read that. Yes, wait. The way you read I, that. My, the, right. And the way society does it, and this is where we're dangerous. This is where we're dangerous. Because if you're going to use a scripture and not qualify and not bring understanding, understand wealth in and of itself is not wrong. But if you go back and read the entire meaning of the book, if you understand. Let me tell you, if you are not understanding the whole book, yes, yes. you have to pay your people fairly. But wait a minute. Okay. Well, if let's you go to the are, Old wait Testament a minute. Let's, let's go back go here. To the Old Testament you then. cannot, you cannot. Let's before we even go to the old, let's deal with this. You cannot expect unregenerated people who do not apply the word of God, the spirit of God, the morale of God, the values of God in this situation. If I'm not, and and I have it here, and you can go to the Old Testament, and I'm going to look it up and I'm going to read it. We must understand who the audience is. If you are a believer and you have wealth and you are not being fair, then this applies Mm -hmm. to you. But if yes. you are an unbeliever, and if you are not regenerated in your spirit, then you th- this doesn't apply to you. you. You're just a scallywag. So we have to make an understanding that you cannot, we, we, and, and that's where we get it wrong. We keep 
wanting to apply a, a, a Christian principle, a God, Jesus, Holy Ghost principle to people who don't live like that. Their only concern is their selfishness. Because even what you're talking about in the book of James, chapter 5, or uh, uh, verse 1, everything that we know in the scripture is based on one word, L-O-V-E, love. And without love, you have nothing. Without love, if you don't love God enough to leave your stuff, then you can't get in. He had that with the rich young ruler. He had that with the um, with the eye of the needle. That's why wealth only shows you how nasty you really are. If you're nasty broke, you're going to be nasty wealthy. You'll just be able to do your nastiness on a bigger scale. So I do understand what you're saying. So that still does not take us back because, see, now, when you say that, the Bible is very clear in the book of Proverbs. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's in Proverbs and not Proverbs or Psalms, where it says a man that doesn't work should eat. We can go over oh, to Matthew said, chapter I never said Matthew, we, Matthew 25. See, okay, now, 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 where do you get the balance. idea that socialism doesn't believe in work? Where do you get that idea from? No, no, I never said That's that. A, I, I never. No, no, no. I'm addressing. I'm addressing what truth. you said that capitalists sent the work on. I'm see. You want to d- deal with the capitalism issue? I don't. Not right now. Oh well. See. Because here's the thing. I, I I I believe it needs to be it needs to be dipped in the in in, in the blood. It needs well, to be here's dipped the in thing. the blood of Jesus. I, I can promise you. If socialism, the way you're speaking, or even the way it's being presented to us right now with this new democratic socialism, you know, uh, coming on, it's only a I matter of a time. You know what? Guess what? Newsflash. Founding fathers created capitalism. They thought it was a good thing, too. And then what happened? The founding fathers um, man, didn't create capitalism, man first be, of all. Man founding became, fathers didn't create capitalism. Let me tell founding you something. fathers created democracy. The founding fathers created democracy, not capitalism. If you remember the definition that we heard, capitalism, capitalism are people who earn off of their capital, which is their interest that they're making. And so we need to make a, 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 a clear line of delineation there. But, and I want to move on to a couple other topics. One thing that we have to be aware, be weary of as Christians, we don't want to act like the world and begin to pit one against the other because then that becomes ungodly too. Wealthy have just as much right to be wealthy as poor folks have a right to go on to want to be poor. Because yes, you and I have met them, Gerald. You've gone out on the streets to feed them and so have I. And there's a segment of society that just wants to stay right where they are. And in right. my previous but, but, job, I met them. So wait a minute. Right. So but you need to so, deal so with that statement. So let me ask statement. you this. So you where do we statement. draw the line? Where do we draw the line? Deal. First of all, first of all, accept the fact that the founding fathers did not create capitalism. They created democracy. They may have created. They may have created democracy, but we have capitalism. And my whole point right. is this: is that this thing has birthed itself out, and this is what we have. And my only point is this: 
is that when we begin to look for any system, any man, any man-made plan to provide for us other than God, we have missed it. And we then become like the children of Israel when they kept hollering about, I want a king, I want a king, I want a king. And God is saying, haven't I fed you? Your foot, your shoes didn't wear out. I gave you manna. I gave you sunshine and rain. I provided for you. I delivered you out of Egypt. I have taken you out of your captivity. Look at what Jesus has done for us. He died on the cross over 2,000 years ago to provide for us, to take care of us. And yet we still look for a man, a system to provide for us rather than trust God. Now, I know that we live in a nation where we have a president, but that never means ever, one time ever, that we do not put our trust in God. Jesus said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. But for me, we have to give God what God is due. And if we you, you, keep thinking I, that I, I would Republican, Democrat, Democratic Socialism is going to be our Redeemer, right. may it never be. Listen, that's fine. But listen to what, what you asked me. You asked me to come out and, and be real, okay? What was the economic system before capitalism? Enlightenment. See how much you know. now, Feudalism. You went there, did you? Did you go feudalism. there? Feudalism. Did you go there? Feudalism. You know what feudalism was, right? Explain that. Explain to the people what feudalism, feudalism is. Feudalism was uh, up until the 12th century, less than 5% of the population of Europe lived in small towns. Skill workers lived in the city, but they received their keep from feudal lords rather than a real wage. Farmers were essentially serfs, and serfs were what were called indentured servants. They belong to land nobles, okay? And the reason why feudalism broke up was because of disease called the Black Plague, okay? It killed thousands of people, okay? And it created a labor shortage. So the, the nobles couldn't hire enough serfs to keep their estates running. And, and the, many trades suddenly, they needed to train people outside, they needed to train other people outside. And that led to what's called mercantilism. Mercantilism was an attempt to, 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 to quell this trade imbalance between different nations. And it began in the colonies, as well as under imperial rulers like the King of England. And it, it means, simply means methods of commerce, Okay. And it started as what we call trade towns, where you get homespun. You had women who started the beginning of, of the, the textile uh, movement. Okay? And this is where capitalism came out of. It was way before the birth of our nation. Now, where it exploded was in the Industrial Revolution. However, it started way before, way before our nation democracy was established. And... It was the first economic system that took place after 
an institutionalized form of slavery. So what we did was we went one, from one form of slavery to the next form of slavery, and that's what capitalism represents to me. And, and, and um, to give you a scripture from the Old Testament, just so you know, uh, Leviticus 19, Leviticus 19, it says, when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time to pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. Where do you see that happening? Nowhere. Never. But see, but again, Gerald, again, I really do hear what you're saying. I do. And it's not that I don't agree with you. What I don't agree with is when we begin to pit I'm one. Not yes, you do. I'm not you, know, you just did. But it doesn't I'm matter. Not I'm just when telling we, you. I'm just telling you we, that there's more than the one thing. way to do this. There's there, more than one way to do this. There may be, but what you fail to understand is that when you look to do it without God, guess what? It's still I, going to fail. I never said fail. doing it. I, I, I never said we're going to do you it without God. You cannot do any of these plans because they rely on man. Democratic mm. socialism uh-uh. sounds really good. Now, get. I, I want to ask okay. you some other things, and we're going to talk about some definitions in a moment. Because I want to introduce another concept to you that's practically unknown, unheard of, and it's actually Was that doggone neoliberalism? No, 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 no. No, neoliberalism no. is the capitalist No, we're not going to... No. No, here's the thing, though, Gerald. Here's the thing. People have a responsibility. They have a responsibility. And the responsibility is not capitalism, democratic socialism, republicanism. It's not that. What we want to do, or I'll just share, I'll share the thought this way. Okay. If you are a businessman, if you're a businesswoman, yes. and you okay. call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a lover of God, Truly a lover of God, where your heart seeks to know the Father. Mm-hmm. And you are not operating in biblical principles in order to hold on to more wealth for yourself than you've missed it. You've missed it. Because the Bible is very clear that the first that shall, will become last and the last shall become first. In other words, you will already know that as you give, which is the principle of giving, sowing and reaping, that you have nothing to fear. James chapter 5, as Gerald read, is talking to a selfish merchant. He's talking to someone that, you know, is selfish. And they're not operating in the right principles of God. And therefore, you have no right to hold on to anything. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? If you are not wealthy and you are of the working class and you are not 
making a decision to do better with the talent that you have been given, according to uh, Matthew chapter 25, then you are just as guilty. You are just as guilty. So if both groups do not take a moment to begin to think about others other than themselves, how can I take my wealth and help somebody else? And not all wealthy are scallywags. Many of the wealthy are giving, are giving their money and their funds to do great and wonderful things outside of the, uh, the business. The next thing so, is people. I have a question I, I, for you. We, we just found out the other day. Not just found out, but we noticed on the on the other day. Um, I, uh, Jill and I were watching um, that there's a new union, and Walmart's are part of it, and Costco has joined. Uh, Walmart has joined in with Costco, and I and, and I celebrate that because I've been in industries where there were no unions, and 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 you you can love them or you can hate them, but here's what I found. When you're being treated unfairly and you're making a good wage and you're freaking out because you're stressed out because you're United, Lord, as, as Gerald just read, um, and lording over people because they put us in bondage. And that's a whole another conversation alone on just uh, 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 the uh, overabundance of materialism, not that we shouldn't have things, but when we begin to become in bondage and enslaved to the to the business owner, the, the, the corporation, because we have gone and put ourselves in massive debt. People are not, yeah. you know, having water cooler conversations about, oh, yeah, you know, um, you know, Bob, the boss is really getting on my nerves and I want to quit, but, you know, I got all this money in the bank. no. They're trying to pay off two cars, three and four DVDs, cell phones for kids that aren't even old enough to to put their foot on the gas pedal. They're trying to go to Disney World, Disneyland, and all these different places. They're in bondage. Credit cards maxed out, and they're in bondage. Why are they to maxed where, when out? The why are they maxed out? You know not, why they're maxed out? Because they're not Wait a minute. And when enough. the employer, <laughs> but they are paid enough, Gerald. In many cases, no, some people... No, wait, no. so you're telling me a uh, person, a 23-year-old, a 40-year-old who's making $40,000 a year isn't making enough money to live? Pew, pew research, pew no, research no, no, no. proves that that's not true. Wait, it depends have, on where you are. That, that prove that that's not true. You know Wages what? And there's also the research 70s. that proves that Wages people live flat. beyond They're their not. means. They've not kept up with the cost of living. You know, Gerald, the cost, cost of, living. of living may not be keeping up, but there's also a proof that people are living beyond their means. It's They've not just one-sided. They've been forced to. They've been they forced have to not. So how has the government forced them to buy brand new cars? How has the government forced them to buy iPads and tablets? And cell phones by not regulating by not by not regulating by not regulating the banks by not in for, not keeping Glass Steagall in place by okay, allowing so the CLBA to is be it put in place and allowing fault? the stock market and the banks how to is it the government's fault for not uh, 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 budgeting the money that you do make? 
How is it the government's fault? By by not by not teaching personal finance and well, school. why is it the government's responsibility? At what point do people personal have responsibility for themselves? Why? Well, That's yes, mama and daddy's responsibility. Them, give, them, give them the ammunition to, to, to know. Give why them the is information that, why to is know. Why is that somebody else's responsibility it? other than the family? Well, where are you going to learn why? it? Who knows this information? Who has Parents this information? know it. Wealthy know it. People if know they it. They can it, read they it in a book. Well, wait a minute. Don't so why it. is it that it, people... Wait a minute. Well, that, Gerald, that makes no sense. Because people nowadays can go online. We know that we are in the information age. The information right. age. And I'll, right. I'll use Florida for an example. When I lived in Florida, and I think they also have it here in California, many of the community colleges and the high schools offer classes. People give classes on financial here responsibility, investing. Banks do it. Um, uh, schools do this. it. I want to read I want to read something here. It says for most workers real wages have barely budged for decades. This is the Pew Research Center, okay? And it's showing that following the better than expected jobs report, several economic analysis have pointed out that the continuing lack of meaningful wage growth even as tens of thousands of people head back to work, economic theory, after all predictions, labor markets tighten, employers will, should offer higher wages to entice workers. But that's not what's happening. The five decades worth of government wage data suggests that um, uh, most, for most U.S. workers, real wages, that is after inflation is taken into account, have been flat or even falling for decades, regardless of whether the economy has been adding or subtracting jobs. Real wages have not increased since 1964. Okay? That's the Pew Research Center, very well-respected uh, 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 organization on, on statistics, and that's just a fact. That's and and a that's fact. great, and I'm glad that you looked that up. But there's also these facts as well. We also know that we live in a nation that has major credit card debt. We also know that we live in a nation that is overindulgent. Um, precipitated by the credit card companies until until uh, until oh, okay, they were regulated. Okay, fine. But you you, you keep blaming everybody else. You keep well, blaming you know other people. people. Are to blame. There are but when is it when is it an individual's when is it an individual's responsibility to take responsibility for their own finances? I agree, but when? with a fair playing ground. When? With a fair playing ground. But is the ground, Gerald, is the ground fair? Is the Gerald, ground fair? Gerald, let me tell you something. I have spoken to families, and and most of the families that don't do this are because women don't want to. And and I have no problem with that. I don't I don't put anybody down. Please no, I don't put anybody down. Right. It it, it really is a choice. But most families, or I won't say most, depending on the uh, socioeconomic background of that family, you know, their education, their experience, their background, um, they, I have met families mm-hmm. in this decade mm-hmm. that have been single-parent families, not single-parent, one-income okay. families, and they're able to okay. do it. Okay. Now, mind you, okay. I'm not saying everybody can 
but we before we need to harp on someone else and what they do and don't do, okay, uh, we need to begin to take responsibility for our own actions because now you want the no government you want the government to go in and start training people don't we have too much government in many cases now and now you want the government to come in and tell you how I to disagree. Uh, save your money I disagree that's, that's nonsense. I disagree I disagree completely government oh, well. is necessary government is necessary to regulate criminals and the that's what you have is, in you big know business what? today let me tell you something. You have criminals. Let's, let's talk about that. Because I know that, that you're good that at that. Let's talk about that. What's the difference? People that belong in prison. What's the difference between the law and grace? What's the difference? And why do we have the law? Why because do we have the law? Right. So let, let's go back to Moses. Or you keep like the law it up. according to the Bible or the law yes. according why to the law? Why was the law given? Why was the law, the law was given because. Um, is to give knowledge of sin. Okay, okay. So the law was just to give knowledge of sin. So it, it, it kind of right. laid the line of demarcation that this isn't right. We don't want to do this. Exactly. So wait, wait, wait. Exactly. So then when grace came in, did grace abolish the law? No. Okay, okay. So is it possible? It fulfilled the law. It fulfilled the law. Okay, great, great, great. So is it possible? Okay, let me rephrase that. So in our society, because the title of this program is Capitalism, Socialism, and the Kingdom. So now we need to usher in some kingdom. Okay. Okay. So, and, I'm, I, and, and I have to be clear who we're talking to at what point, because some of what we talk about is not applicable to some people. If you're not regenerated in your spirit and you don't know Christ is your personal Savior, then you're not bound to what we're getting ready to talk about because you've not accepted the gift that God gave, which is the gift of grace, the gift of his son, the gift of the blood of Christ. So then you're not bound to the, the, the principles in the scripture. If you claim that you are and don't submit to the scriptures, then you're, I would agree with, you know, with Gerald, you'll probably succumb to, you know, James chapter five as a quick rebuke and probably if you love. And we could go into the love chapter, First uh, Corinthians 13 and see what that is. So here's the thing, Gerald. Could we then say that the government is in line, is somewhat kind of like the law in that it gives the guideline of here's what we should do and here's what we should not do. And then there's an element of grace that allows us the freedom and the liberty to do whatever we want to do. And then yet there is a problem then is that there's no rain in our society with how far we go. And that's why you want more government. My, my perception or understanding, and, and I don't claim to be as um, 
as well-versed on some of these things as you because you've been doing this lane for many years. But how do you then expect an unregenerated society or a society that is not submitted to the principles of the word of God to operate the way you say because love is not there? Okay. So if you give people the opportunity to to make their own decisions in the workplace, to have their decisions um, be brought to the fore in the workplace. Because the one thing that you've neglected to discuss is workplace democracy. You've talked about unions, but that's not necessarily what I would consider workplace democracy. Because in a workplace democracy, everyone shares in the ownership and the profit of the organization. Okay. And, and, and I, that would be lovely. A, need, let me finish. Let me finish. You need a cooperative effort where everybody is an owner and everybody has a say, not just a select group of few, like a board of directors, which is capitalism, but you need a collective group that is ownership, sharing ownership in the organization and able to make decisions that affect the organization and decisions in regards to the profit of the organization. And now, you know why that this, wouldn't, you know why see, I have no faith in that? I'm going to tell you why I don't have any faith see, in that. We, well, let me finish before, before you shoot it down. We see it in Acts 2. We see it in Acts 2. Okay? And it says that nobody had need. Nobody had lack. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles and to fellowship and breaking of bread. And everyone was filled with awe. And many signs and wonders were performed by the apostles. And everything, and all the believers were together. And they had everything who? in common. Who? All the who? They, all the who? The believers. They're believers. All the who? I agree. They're believers. So, so we believers should be leading the pack in this. Let me ask you a question. We should me, be we should be setting the example. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What's the rate? What's the divorce rate rate among believers? I don't know. Over 50%, is it more than the world? Sixty percent. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we're not we're not an example there, are we? No, but okay. we need okay. to be. Well, 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 what's, what's the, um, um, in the light of, uh, uh, of um, faith and, the, and the, exempl- the, um, the example of real love in the body, what would you say that is? I mean, are we really being an example? Example of real love in the body? Yeah. Um, I know. A, a present-day example? A present-day yeah. example? Yeah. Yes. Um, you you ever? I don't know if anybody knows, but I I like to watch this couple. What? No, no. Well, I was going to ask you because you know, Gerald. I, I was going to give you an I, example I, I, of what I call love in the in, in you know. What well, I, give it to I, you. Give, know, it, to give it to us. Day, give it to us. Give it. Okay. Give it to us. Modern day example of love in action, and I can't remember the name of the ministry, but those two elderly, the elderly couple that ministers in Haiti. Okay. What? And what elderly yes. couple? Yes, is an elderly couple that ministers in Haiti, and I can't remember the name of the ministry. I'm forgive me, folks. 
I can't remember right now. I'm okay. going to look it up and give it so to we, you next time. So we have that next one. Time. And, and then, okay, so that to me is love and action. Okay, great. That's and then we and know action. we have a number of good uh, 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 churches that are out there. I'm not trying to bash anybody. What I'm trying okay, right, to make yeah, a point, because, you know, I have an awesome church that I, I attend in Florida. There's some nice ones here in California. Uh, uh-huh. Great uh, church uh, fellowship. Uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So there are Mm -hmm. all across the world. But my point is what impact, what impact have we had on the world? Not not as much as We have not (laughs) had an impact because we're too busy being divided. And you have Christians that are lazier than a bunch of box of rocks. And I've heard a (laughs) testimony about my son from that. You have Christians right. talking about they waiting around for the Holy Ghost, the Lord, to bring them something. Really? Why don't you get off well, your blessed assurance and use what God has given you? So, again, well, I, you know what would happen with the this, with the um, model you just talked about? Yes. So those that are educated or those that are involved in that want to do it. But then you know what? Little Sally Susie and Crazy Charlie are going to be like, oh, man, you know what? I'm so busy. I'm so tired. Well, I can't come that, today. But that's, you know, you're but you're, you're still going to end knowledge. up. You're, no, you're still going to end up. And you know why? It's because all you have to do is talk to people. And unfortunately, it's not that I have no faith in people, but I listen to them. They're tired. They want to go out and do what they want to do. Our society has become so uh, uh, self, self-absorbed. That if they cannot see the immediate need, you know how, and Gerald, you know this, you and I have both had jobs where people didn't do their job. Think about your, one of your previous jobs and how you would, um, even when you and I were dating, but when we got married and you would come home and you had to fix the work that somebody else did and they were not in a high-powered position, but and they didn't speak up because of great integrity. They lied. They cheated. They scammed. They were lazy. They did, they did a half. They did a half-done job on on the uh, task that they were given. I've worked in places where you know management really wasn't realistic, and you know they blamed it on the worker. And the worker, when I say hey, let's speak up. Let's say something. Bend with me. No, because we know the rhetoric. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want They needed their job. Because why? They're in bondage too. When I quit my job because the stress was just through the roof and I didn't like the drink the Kool-Aid kind of thing. Uh-huh. Those people looked at me like I was cross-eyed. Like, oh my God, how could you do this? You're doing this. This isn't heard of. But let let me share this scenario with you real quick on what you're talking about. I was on the job at that time. I had not yet had the birthday. I had not turned the big five zero yet. And you know how you've been around many years and you know about customer service and things that go wrong uh-huh. and things that happen. And I had a situation with one of my, 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 my customers and it really was not my customer's fault. 
I know it was. I had the documentation. There was proof even within the company that the system had gone down. And I went to my manager, and my manager said, I said, no, this is not right, this is not right, this is not right, this is not right. Now, I, I really believe had it been another another uh, person, they would have done it for them, but that's just my opinion. But I never forget that you know, this my, my manager sat on my desk and said to me, now, now, the client was really in a good position. They were doing really, really well. Uh, had had in good standing, and mm-hmm. and and this manager said to me, this manager said to me, no, it really is in their best interest, and you need to figure out how to convince them of this. Say that, say that again. You need to tell your you know your your customer that this is in their best interest, mm. and it wasn't. It wasn't in their best interest. <laughs> you want me to drink a Kool-Aid because it works for you. Now, I, I, I ended up getting up from my desk, and I, I just, you know, I had to take a walk because it was, it was ludicrous. Because in my mind, I understood things that we do for our customers out of good customer service, there's a benefit of the doubt, you know, we're just going to – because, the, you know, the, the, the person, you know, had – I'll just be honest, the person had good grades. They were at an A average before the system went down. And just that alone should have spoke for something. The history of the previous weeks should have shown for something. And now right, you right. want to tell me it's in their best interest. How right. is a person well, who's a straight A student all, for two or three weeks in a row going to decide, yeah. oh, I'm not going to log in? It didn't make sense. And here's well, my point. So I understand what you were saying. People want you to believe what they want you to believe for their own benefit as though you're stupid, and it goes into what you were saying about giving people the ability to speak up for themselves, have a say-so, what's going right. on in the company, you know, about right. treatment, about employment, about wages. But pe- my point is that people won't do it. I, nobody was going to rally behind me. I had no support. And folks, I could talk about it at the water cooler, in the bathroom, at lunch. Folks knew what I was going through, but nobody was willing to stand up and go, you know, people saw me crying. People saw me upset. People saw me stressed and shaking. And I saw them. When when people, when when, when one of the uh, stress relievers at the company were for people just to go out on, 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 on LOA because they were stressed out. But people didn't want to speak up. They didn't want to do what you said and have workplace democracy come in and make well, see, uh, see, uh, well, uh, an argument. All, well, well, first of all, you can't build on another man's foundation, okay? If you're going to do what I'm proposing, uh, you're going to start from the ground up with that model. You're not going to try and build over the top of a capitalist model No, but when people uh, don't want to speak uh, up, the example was people would not speak up. People would not come together. They would rather get paid by the company on long-term disability than say, you know what, let's come together and say, no, we're not going to do this. We are going to create our Mm -hmm. own environment. And you can. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if people won't do that, 
How are they yes, going to come can. together <laughs> and build anything ground up? What did you say? I said, yes, we can. <laughs> you know what? I believe it. But here's the thing. People don't want to do it, Gerald. And I hate, I hear um, what you're saying. We're, and I, we're going to have to, yeah. we're going to have to do this show again because we only have seven minutes left. Yeah. And I didn't even get to con- conservative, liberal, and progressive. And I really wanted to tackle those. I know, those. I know. I because know. Like, when like, I began like, to do okay, my research question, on it, huh? Yeah. But when I like began to do my research is, on it, I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Wow. And that was really, really good. And and I think that people should know because I really wanted to begin to educate. Ladies and gentlemen, my husband and I, Gerald C. Borthko, we do, as you can see, we do not agree eye to eye on these things at all. I have a very, <laughs> very uh, 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 firm stance on personal responsibility not just from the worker perspective, but also from a corporate perspective. I also do not apply biblical principles to people who do not, who have no claim to that. That's like um, somebody coming into my house uh, or two people going into a visitor's house and, and, and trying to stake claim to what's not theirs. there's no right there. There's no privilege there. There's no um, support there. There's no undergirding there. Um, What we need to understand, though, hopefully this discussion will cause you to go and to research some things for yourself to find out where you believe and for you to take up your your place. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit and get involved? Are you going to educate? Are you going to... um, collaborate with others to to begin to put things in place but but most importantly i encourage you number vote vote oh yeah yeah vote but we're a little ways from that before you vote educate and if you're a believer yes. i i encourage you to seek the father to seek the face of the father and find out what direction that he has for you to go because you know i don't want to go there but i'll just say it like this all these things that we talk about are, are relevant because we're still here in the earth. Yes. We're still here in the earth. And yes. God does yes. give us a responsibility to be educated and to know what's going on. The one thing that we don't mm. want to do is usher in things in our society before their time, before they're due, because of ignorance. What we want to do is become educated in these areas. And, you know, yes. you don't learn them overnight. But you read. No. My husband had a very good point, and I disagree with him because we're in the information age. And, and, and I, I don't want to say this, and I don't want to sound cruel, but nowadays you're dumb by a choice because there's enough information out there and books on the Internet. There's um, a college classes you can take online for free from Ivy League colleges, and you don't pay a dime for them. You take them on your phone. Nowadays, right. if you choose to be dumb, choose to be ignorant, that's your fault. It's not Democrat fault, Republican fault. Anything, you know, my husband and I differ because I don't believe life happens to me. I happen to life. Things may happen to me, but it's my choice and my responsibility as a, an adult, intelligent, I can read to decide, no, 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 that, that, that's not going to work. That that's not going to work. You know, I, I had a choice on my job. Maybe I couldn't do it right away. And it took me, oh, my God, I think six months, seven months before I actually pulled the trigger and walked out the door. 
And sometimes, just like if you're in an abusive relationship, you have to put your strategic plan together before you walk out the door. And then there are some times where it's life-threatening and you just have to walk out the door. Life, ladies and gentlemen, is, is really in the Father. If that's not your vein, if that's not where you float, you're still responsible. If you don't call yourself a person of faith or you're an agnostic or an atheist, which is a whole other show in the conversation, you still have a responsibility to come together. You were still created with power and purpose, and it's still your responsibility to come together and do. But no matter how much Gerald and I debate these issues, at the end of the day, capitalism, socialism, democratic socialism, whatever you want to call it, will never be more supreme than the kingdom of God. And for those of us that operate in the kingdom, then those kingdom principles of business, of wealth, of giving, and of love need, need to be paramount in our business. Gerald, I'm going to go ahead and give you the last words before I close out the show today. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Be blessed. Walk with God. Walk in love. And remember, it's a process. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you guys for joining us today. Take a minute. Listen to the words of this song. I play it as my intro because it's very possible. We have been called to walk on water and to do great and mighty things. This show is the process 319 unleashed because God wants you unleashed from the mindset, the power, the snares, and the bondages that society wants to put you in. And it wants you to be free in your creativity, free in your power, and free in your love. I thank you today for joining us. Don't forget to join us on Thursday. We're going to begin a new for that. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. And I'll see you on Tuesday's show with another powerful guest. Talk to you guys soon. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. He has empowered me me to walk in victory.
can be free to calm the sea. I can be free to speak to mountains. I can be free just being me.